Folks, it finally happened. Pierre-Luc Dubois' agent has said that, in essence, Dubois wants out. He won't sign a short-term deal. He wants to work with the Jets to find a trade sooner than later over the summer. Will he be the last player to do so? We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee an avid Winnipeg Jets fan, and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode, of course, we have the big reveal of Pierre-Luc Dubois saying that he wants out through his agent. And if we know Dubois' recent pattern of behavior and uh, all of the rumors, none of this is shocking. I think it was only a matter of time before we heard Dubois essentially break the silence on what it is he wanted to do next. And very clearly, Winnipeg was never really in his long-term plans. You, you know, several months ago, I thought maybe there would be a shot, but... That was more towards like the first initial, um, I guess, trade for Dubois' arrival. Once he got here, spent some time with the Jets, and it became clear that his eyes were more towards Montreal or, well, anywhere else, it you know was kind of just a matter of time before Dubois either forced Winnipeg's hand or the Jets dealt with it aggressively. And we all know the Jets don't deal with stuff like this aggressively. They wait until somebody says, well, I'm done. It's time for me to move on. And with Dubois, his agent has said that he uh, would prefer to be expedited out of Winnipeg over the summer and won't even sign a short-term one-year deal to uh, stick around and, and essentially kick the can down the road, which actually, if you're asking me, that's helpful for the Jets. Don't give Winnipeg an out. Don't let them essentially uh, sit on this issue. Force the team to make a move, and I think more than anything, it forces the Jets to be more aggressive at the market, look for more trade partners, and let teams know that Dubois is going to be available at the right price. And I think a lot of teams would absolutely offer pretty good trade packages, even um, if it's not guaranteed that he's going to sign you know, a four- to five-year deal. But if you ask me, I think Dubois is going to look at a lot of the deals around the league and see that you know maybe going other places beyond Montreal might actually be better for his career. A lot of teams could use a top six center with his particular skill sets. I think for my thought process with Dubois' tenure with the Jets, I'm left with a bit of a mixed bag because for all of the things that Dubois can do and has shown many a time uh, as being a real offensive force, he also had a habit of just sort of disappearing in games. There were times when he would turn over the puck relentlessly, take really bad penalties, and just sort of ghost. I wouldn't say that you wouldn't see him at all, but you certainly didn't notice positive impacts on the game from him. And I don't know if it was an attitude issue or if he just was kind of 50-50 on his shifts. 
And the crazy thing is, is when Dubois was rolling, he was literally unstoppable. But, you know, in a lot of ways, he actually shares things in common with Mark Shifley, the way that they can be um, remarkably game-breaking presences and on the next shift, absolutely driving you insane with defensive indifference or just weird decision-making and stuff that kind of feels like they're not all that engaged. And with Dubois, you know, famously, there's that shift that he had in Columbus when he was pretty much done. I don't know that he necessarily did that specifically with Winnipeg, but I would say, especially this season, the back half of the year, he didn't really show up very often. So, you know, for me, I'm I'm more than happy to see the back of him going elsewhere. As much as I enjoyed watching Dubois and thought he was a great player for the team, I don't really feel that he embodied the, the sort of character in, in Winnipeg Jet spirit that I was hoping for. Off the ice, dude's phenomenal. He's, you know, co he's constantly doing charity work very active in the community and uh, has his own foundation, I think in Montreal. So that was never really the question. It's more like the on ice stuff, just not being quite up to par for what the jets need. And it's a shame because when he was really good at times, you could see why he was such a coveted prospect at one point. And a lot of that potential of what he can be, if he's consistently engaged and on his game a hundred percent of the time, but you just don't get that with him. And I think that is going to be, a bit of a concern for GMs looking to trade for him. But all that said, maybe it's just a change of scenery that he needs. I really don't know if he's ever going to be an every shift kind of player. I suspect not, but at least be like an 85 to 90% shift guy. If he does that, I think every team out there would be thrilled to have somebody who gives that much effort and actually plays at an elite level. But until then, you know, I think he'll always have question marks about his career and his commitment. And again, like I said, it's a shame because Dubois, the person, seems awesome. And in terms of the player that he can be, he could also be really awesome and has shown flashes. It's just never really come together. Now, I guess the biggest question is, you know, with Dubois exiting, is anyone else on the way out? Uh, we already know that Leon Gavanki is saying his goodbyes after frustration with never really being given a chance with the Jets. Um, but you know, I don't think that Dubois will be the only one potentially asking for a move. There are a couple of candidates that might be interested in moving elsewhere. We'll talk about those players and why they might actually hold some serious leverage on Winnipeg's future in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit, and it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part has to fit just right. Next time you need parts and accessories, look no further than eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and be sure to look for the green check mark to know the part will fit, or you get your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And with over 122 million verified parts to choose from at eBay Motors, why go anywhere else? You'll be back in the game in no time with eBay Motors' wonderful supply. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed every single time. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices with ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, and it's only on eligible items. Exclusions do apply. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everydayers, thank you for returning with us again. Uh, obviously, we were just talking about Dubois wanting out of Winnipeg, which is a pretty big change for 
at least some folks out there, but everyone who is a Jets fan or at least has been paying more than 10% of your attention span probably knows that Dubois has wanted out for a while. And I think with the on-ice performance that we've seen recently, he kind of let us know. Uh, I hate to call players out, but I think we know that Dubois wasn't always as engaged with the team. Uh, Shifley, kind of the same way. And I think all of this, right, all of this is leading towards a really big decision point with Winnipeg's franchise future. I, I think this is the first year where players expressly control the future of the Jets. We've never had a situation where all of these expiring deals were all coming up in the same uh, off seasons and ultimately with core players who are sort of in their prime ages or uh, if not necessarily in their prime, still playing at an elite level. Hellebuck, uh, Shifley, Dubois, uh, I guess to a much lesser extent, you know, Blake Wheeler, all of these guys hold some kind of value. Wheeler definitely has probably the least of all the trade values. Uh, I don't even know what you would be able to do with moving his particular contract, but everyone else, there will be, there will be plenty of teams that covet uh, all of their services. But aside from those guys, I think there are some questions about who else might be wanting out of Winnipeg. One name that I've kind of thought about recently, and it's not exactly been rumored, no one's really said anything about it, but I do sort of wonder about Ehlers' long-term future with the Jets. Nick has always been a guy who is kind of an every-shift kind of player, um, and, and sure, there will be moments where you kind of look at his game and also say, well, he does a few of the things that Dubois does once in a while on some of his shifts, but he's so good offensively and so creative and so important to this team that if he goes, the Jets are going to break down. There's just zero question that they really can't do without him. Uh, and off the ice, Ehlers has been a really good ambassador for the Jets. There aren't many players who are as consistently active as he is with community events, um, really engaging with the fans. And I don't mean, you know, in terms of the Jets, I just mean league-wide. You know, there aren't as many players that we see that are really committed to the folks around them in the way that I think Ehlers has shown uh, and really demonstrates on a consistent basis. So for me, wonderful player, and also concerning that at times when the media has asked him questions about his deployments, you can kind of tell he's pissed. And I do wonder if at some point that will boil over because there have been several years of him really receiving minimal ice time. And you'll hear Bones say, I put him out for as many shifts as everyone else, but it's clear that he's coming off the ice more frequently when everyone else is staying out there. And for me, even if, you know, Ehlers um, is playing the same number of shifts, just find a way to double shift him. Give him more raw ice time. I don't care how you do it. Just use your best player more often. I really feel like that's not rocket science, but for some reason, Winnipeg has been very reticent to do so. Uh, and it's a shame because Ehlers really is a game-breaking presence. So I don't know that he's really wanting to leave, but if he starts seeing all of his friends getting traded and he knows that he's getting closer and closer to age 30, how much longer does Ehlers sit around and work with his team because the Jets don't really seem to show a clear vision. Winnipeg itself hasn't really given him, I would say, the, the truly prime deployments that he might be looking for and, and is worth. And so I, I kind of come back to this notion of, does he ever want out? And I think there will be at some point a breaking point with him, but I don't know if he's really near it yet. Another player that could potentially ask for a trade, um, and this one is kind of like, I don't know, not really that exciting, I guess, but I do wonder if uh, Brendan Dillon might want out at some point. 
Again, I don't really see him being particularly dissatisfied with the Jets, but I do wonder if, you know, longer term, he just wants a fresh start with a competitor. Uh, Winnipeg may end up even wanting to trade him anyways. Brendan has been a great workhorse for this team for the past couple of seasons, uh, but I think, you know, longer term, he doesn't really fit Winnipeg's future core, and maybe he'll still want to stick around. I don't know. I look at the number of players that are departing and, and thinking about the fact that the Jets are going to be closer to a rebuild than they are um, a competitive state. And all of these players that are veterans, they're going to want to start asking questions about, you know, how much longer the Jets can keep treading water and actually making the playoffs. All of them expressed uh, frustration with the idea of a rebuild. No one wants to go that route, but the Jets might have to anyways. And I think with players like Dylan, even DeMello, um, some of these other guys who are all getting really close to, if not already 30, it might not be surprising if some of them say, you know what, I wouldn't mind going to another project that's an actual playoff contender because all of them are still valuable and all of them can still bring some real impact to a team, especially a quality one, if they can work into those upper echelon positions. But at least with the Jets, I think we know Winnipeg is unfortunately destined to be middle of the pack next season, if not just outright bad. I mean, they might actually fall pretty far down the standings. I'm trying not to think about it. I don't want to be depressed already, uh, but I'm going to be honest, the prognosis for next year is not looking good. And I think this is really one of the first times where the Jets honestly get to decide the team's future. If Dubois and Shifley and Hellebuck weren't expiring, do we really feel like Winnipeg would even be entertaining the idea of trading them? Absolutely not. Winnipeg has made it very clear the idea of uh, anything that takes away from revenue and, and attendance is absolutely off the table, but that might not be the case anymore. The Jets are about to lose some big names, and Winnipeg itself kind of seems like it's bracing for internal budgeting. So clench your butts. It's going to be a rough one. I think the next few years could be a little more lean than any of us are hoping, uh, and let's be real. When it comes to internal budgeting, Jets, it's not a good sign. So we'll talk about why I think this is the ideal time to blow it all up, especially with the emerging departures and what it could mean for Winnipeg's future in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining us on these final thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. I wanted to spend a couple of minutes talking about blowing everything up because I think that for me is the conclusion that I've you know come to repeatedly with this team over the past couple of years. Uh, I know the Jets have really kicked the can down the road, and it's it's maybe nice in some ways because we got to see more years of Hellebuck, we got to see resurgent Morrissey, great years from Ehlers, Connor, Shifley, etc. Right, um, and there were even some nice playoff moments like sweeping the Oilers, but. Ultimately, the Jets really haven't accomplished that much post-2017-2018. And I think it's at this point where, you know, over the past few years, I started asking the question of what the direction of the team was, because they just kept running it back every season, being content with making the playoffs, and not really being upset when Winnipeg got knocked out. And the aggressive moves that they made were to bring in Schmidt and D uh, Brendan Dillon, which I like both guys. I think that they have some value in their own ways. Schmidt Hasn't really panned out, but Brendan Dillon, at least, was pretty darn effective in the short sort of shutdown role that he's been given over the past uh, couple of seasons. But I keep coming back to this idea that Winnipeg 
desperately needs star talent. This is a team that really needs to acquire top-end skill uh, to replace what they're about to lose and ultimately to start to rebuild the court. Because as these guys move on to other teams in their late 20s and early 30s, Winnipeg doesn't really have that many top-level prospects to replace them. Brad Lambert, Rucker McGroarty, uh, Elias Salamonson, uh, who else? Billy Heinella, to an extent, you could say. I mean, there's maybe a couple of other guys like Declan Chisholm. Chisholm looks pretty good. Um, Don DiVicentis. These guys, a lot of them are going to be some caliber of NHL player, whether here or for other teams. But the reality is once you start moving off that list uh, and assuming Chaz Lucius ever stays healthy, um, hopefully I'm, I'm really rooting for him. I, I hope he stays because he would be a really good player if he can just not get injured so often. But, you know, after that, the, the pool really gets thin in terms of top level talent. And so Winnipeg desperately has to go for draft picks and they don't want to do it because it means lost revenue. And I saw somebody comment a while back about the notion of, you know, why wouldn't people want to go see a rebuilding team? Because you get to see exciting young talent. You get to support the team that is preparing for the future. And I think from our hardcore fan perspective, that makes perfect sense. That's a great argument. And, you know, it actually does kind of fit how some of us probably watch young prospects uh, joining the Jets. But from the people who are actually attending on a consistent basis, right, season ticket holders, they're paying a lot of money to go watch this team not be good. And that does not sit well. It's a product at the end of the day. And if the product sucks, you ain't going to pay for it. And you also have to think about other non-season ticket holder customers. We're talking families, average folks, just people wanting to watch some good Jets hockey and be entertained for a night. And if the Jets are bad and if they're tanking, that does not bode well for ticket sales. Uh, rebuilding teams, look, I, I, I'm going to be upfront. They are not fun to watch all that often. We might find some things to nerd out about, but I think the average person going to games or watching this team, they're just not going to be able to find that level of enjoyment. And so for the Jets, it's totally understandable why the idea of a rebuild is preposterous, why it can't remotely work, especially with the revenue streams continuing to dry up. But I think at the end of the day, if you take an early knock uh, over the next season or two, get punched in the mouth a little bit, you're going to come back a lot stronger. Lambert, McGrory, um, Chisholm, those guys aren't that close. They're maybe two to three years away from being more full-time NHLers, which means that the Jets in the meantime might be better served going for some bigger draft picks and hoping that they can parlay uh, some of the existing assets into something that they can build around for the future. I know that draft picks and prospects are always lotto tickets, but I think with where the Jets are at, and especially if Hellebuck, Shifley, and Dubois all go, plus a few other names, you're not going to have anyone on the team who can replace them, uh, or in the system for that matter. So it's time to start thinking about, well, you know, if you're going to be bad, then take your lumps and look for positives by building the future core of this team. But I know a lot of people are against that, at least from the folks who are paying lots of money. They want to at least see a competitive, fun team. So let me know what you think the direction of the team is. Let me know if you are going to be happy with the rebuild or if you would prefer that they at least stay competitive for at least one more season. Drop your thoughts and comments in this in the section below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's show, though, that is all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will be back here uh, either tomorrow or um, 
on the weekend, probably Friday and Saturday. Apologies for yesterday's missed episode. Work has been a little bit crazy this week, so uh, your boy got a little bit tired and needed a rest. But we will try and have as many daily episodes this week as humanly possible. So in the meantime, as always, you know, we love you. We thank you for your support and uh, have a great night and go Jets go.